0: A new week of NFL hijinks, more Taylor, and less sulking by this podcast known as The Push-Off. Push Shop Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while well, it gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us as always, it's... Dan, worst defeat of Bill Belichick's career. Right. That's right, Dan. We're coming to the listeners with a much bigger smile on our faces than we've had last week, than I've had all season. Um, Hey,
1: wins heal all. Uh, well, most. Huh? <laughs> it's the old, uh, you just went and did something like this and completely redeemed yourself. <laughs> you're much. You're feeling much better about being a Vikings fan right now. I know we talked about the concept of them going 10 and 7, not actually being crazy, but after watching that game, watching the production of a certain defensive end individual that we've been waiting to break yeah, out for a no while. No kidding, yeah. But yeah. You got to um, feel better as a Vikings fan.
0: Yeah, I'm not thinking 10 wins, but yeah, I feel better. Um, no, I think... Uh, what it is is um i mean difference of a week difference of everything yeah. they, they played a bad team of course that that's that helps but um what what we'll see this week is a solidification of some teams rising to the top but then i mean there's a little mix here too of new teams and some new guys that are willing to to make a a, a splash so you know, we'll hit them all, and we'll yeah. go through them. Um, some fun ones, couple of overtimes. Uh, I want to jump into the game of the week. Uh, is one of the two overtimes, and I went with the one that uh, I think is closer. We'll say near and dear to Dan's
1: heart, right, Dan? <laughs> well, I do love me an overtime. I call these, I'm assuming this is the suitcase nuke game. This is one of right. your suitcase nuke game, yep. I just want someone to bring a suitcase nuke to the stadium and it solves all my <laughs> problems. Uh, Commanders 31, Eagles
0: 34. This game was a little, this game was technically back and forth. I mean, a lot of it was Eagles playing catch-up until technically that A.J. Brown long touchdown is when they mm-hmm. took over and then it was, all right, Commanders need to now play catch-up. Um, yeah. Crazy. Big third quarter. Yeah, crazy ending. Uh, that the Commanders tie it on the final play of the game. Like, when the Eagles took the touchdown lead up to 31-24, to 24 it was, I was like, nah, this is over. Eagles won it. Good good job. But I watched that last drive, and Howland, uh, uh, who does he hit in the end zone there? That was... Um, Jahan, Jahan Dotson. Dotson. Yeah, Dotson. Yeah, great play, great uh, drive. He spread it around. Both teams get the ball in overtime. Both teams get a chance. Yeah. And it ended up being a 54-yarder from Elliott to win it. Not uh, not an easy fucking
1: uh, make by any stretch of the And the game
0: wasn't an easy win for the Eagles. It wasn't an easy
1: game for either team. No, they looked... Uh, the Eagles did not look unbeatable. Right. Um, which they have had a tendency to do so far this season. They've looked really good. They've beaten up on, on a lot of people. But as we know, divisional games tend to get a little fucking weird. And in saying that... The Washington Commanders have not been bad this year. Jahan Dotson quietly having a fun little uh, season. Not, nothing breakout, but he's you know he's looking like a solid number two, number three option, which is better than you know we thought we were going to get out of him. But uh, this Eagles team able to score from anywhere. Um, I thought it, I will say this: Jalen Hurts has regressed this year, but that is only because he had such an exceptional year. Uh, last year. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's been as sharp, if I'm being honest. He is still an absolute threat on the ground. He's still a capable pocket passer, but I don't think he's producing MVP-level play like he was last year. And it's it's allowed teams like the Commanders to stay competitive, while a guy like Sam Howell is making his case to be the next year starter of the Washington Commanders. He's done a great job.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, The Eagles side of it, I agree that they started better last year they started hotter um but this is so early and they're 4-0 that it's like i don't really think it matters like um okay yeah there's some problems here commander's team taking them to overtime at home todd will probably be like see i told you these eagles are they're their flaw- they got flaws but i think uh if you take a step back the 4-0 eagles are sitting pretty nice where they're at Oh, my God, I mean, Hurts over 300 yards, Swift over 100 again, A.J. Brown over 100 and two touchdowns, and the Eagles had five sacks. Like, the stats yep. are bursting at the seams of anywhere. The team doesn't really have a, a weakness, so to speak, other than they're not playing as g- good as they did when they went to the Super Bowl last year. So, And honestly, it, that's the only knock. It's right. not
1: that this is a bad team. This Eagles team deserves to be 4-0. Mm-hmm. They are very, very good. Um, it's still AJ in Brown the NFC, yeah. Fucking <laughs> AJ Brown, the last two games has just been redonk. After he um, yelled, at hurts. Smith, yeah, so <laughs> good. Yep, Devontae Smith, like they're they're just stacked. They've just they're just stacked with talent. They they play an offense that favors the defense getting rest. It's just a well built team. We talked about this last year. The Eagles are just a fucking well built team.
0: Yeah, and they I don't are. Wanna, oh, go
1: ahead. A little old on the defensive line. That's what you're noticing. You're noticing Fletcher Cox, not exactly that same pop. Brandon Graham, not exactly that same pop. But bringing Jordan Davis in, I don't think he's been as big of a disruptor as they want him to be. Uh, But Jalen Carter is absolutely that level of uh, fucking aggression that is basically going to be a Fletcher Cox replacement. A younger, more devastating Fletcher Cox. So not not looking forward to playing the eagles long term i'll tell yeah. you that
0: yeah we don't have to, to keep uh, harping on i know how much you love talking about how good the eagles are but uh the giants are worse much worse in this division so the eagles yes. are going to be around they're going to be in this uh they've got some easy games coming up this year if they didn't last year let's talk about the other overtime game then rams colts uh this one if you're an indianapolis colts fan you got to be feeling somewhat good about this loss that was at home because it was 23 to nothing at a point, 23 nothing with about seven minutes left in the third quarter even, um, and then your team turned it on finally with 23 unanswered, um, three touchdowns, two two point conversions, tie this game with two minutes left in the game. Even got the ball back for a minute there in the in the regular uh, regulation, but. The Rams get an in overtime and only have it in overtime. Win it to Puka Nakua. Who else, man? Who else gets the ball but Puka Nakua? Uh, who had, again, over 100 yards and multiple, you know, many, many catches, and he just keeps doing what he's doing. Um, the Rams sneak out a win in Indy, and the Rams keep mm-hmm. winning. So they're up 29 to 23 with this one. We both picked it.
1: I will say this about Anthony Richardson. He plays better um without a script (laughs) so the first two quarters you're like okay this guy's playing trying to play within the offense and then once he's just you know fucking around doing cam newton type shit you're like oh right i see why you drafted this guy he was less than 50 percent completions for the day but i want to say of the 11 uh completions that he had like six of them were in the fourth quarter six mm. or seven of them were in the fourth quarter like he just couldn't get anything going within the system and then by the fourth quarter he's like ah fuck it just go deep yeah. um just lining up big plays like ripping off chunk yardage in the fourth quarter and zach moss is is doing a great job there's a part of me that thinks when our boy comes back jonathan taylor thomas <laughs> when he comes back this is a very dangerous colts offense all of a sudden because mm. the the offensive line has looked better than they were last year. They regressed last year. They they seem like they're coming back to form. Anthony Richardson is fun, and you have to account for him. So if you have Zach Moss spelling Jonathan Taylor, that's a very dangerous backfield all of a sudden that can kind of score from anywhere. So, you know, this was a tough loss for them to have. Great comeback. This is about as close to a moral victory for a young Colts team as I'm willing to give them. Right. Um, and Los Angeles is looking, you know, rebuilt. Or reborn? I don't I don't know the best way to describe it, but they have not looked bad. They're way better than I thought they'd be. Well, let's say
0: in the exact same breath of uh, when Jonathan Taylor comes back to this Colts team, when Cooper Cup comes back to this Rams team and yes. he's lining up opposite Puka Nakua. I mean, I don't know if Puka just is collecting all of the targets that Cooper Cup should be getting, but you'd think Stafford can, can spread it around to a couple of those guys who are just uh, great uh, route runners. Um Stafford seemed to get himself injured as he do uh, in this game and then gutted it out again as he do. Um, I watched some drives where it just seemed like he didn't put weight on a leg yet when he was throwing it, he's driving through it. He's throwing it still 30 yards down the field. It just seems like almost Stafford plays
1: better when he's limping and hurt and and not (laughs) a hundred percent. He has to be hurting. He just has to. Um, It turns out that he's got a hip contusion. Oh, jeez. Which, I mean, I don't know if you've ever gotten a NFL level contusion, but I was once in a motorcycle accident, and that's probably about as close as I'm going (laughs) to get. And that shit sucked. So I can't imagine Matt Stafford's having a great day, but it, it didn't seem to affect his play, and he did Matt Stafford shit in the fourth quarter, or sorry, not the fourth quarter, but in overtime, and got him this win. So yeah, two and two, way better than I thought the Rams would be, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, um, neat video from this one. Uh, there's a splice of uh, coach in the uh, locker room trying to give out game balls, and he's he's like uh, uh, writing saying up that. He's going to give one to Puka, and Nico's not in the, the locker room. He's racing back with the guy's help because apparently he's been stuck on the side. The, he's been on the field in Indy signing and giving out autographs the whole time. <laughs> so he almost missed his game ball in this one. Guy is uh, having a hell of a start to a, a, see, a career. He's already got the record for most receptions. Beat out um, Anquan Bolden's rookie start record for receptions in the first four games of a
1: uh, career amazing he's he's already going to get also a big raise by the way when because there's that performance bonus that you Uh get when you're like a a, a guy that has a shitty contract or a rookie deal he's gonna be making an extra couple hundred thousand dollars just already like that's money in the bank dude like the fact that he's almost yeah what is he he's at 500 yards already like that's crazy (laughs) <laughs> he's at 500 receiving yards through four games that's nuts fucking ludicrous like, congratulations congratulations yeah. if he doesn't get a thousand that's just going to be really disappointing
0: yeah yeah barring injury he should be on his way the rams are going home they're going back to la but the eagles coming to town this is our first game we can talk about for week five um bye weeks are here we're in london again uh, we are we are deeply entrenched in an NFL season now, and week five is here. What do we think about Eagles and Rams? Uh, am I asking Dan to pick first this week? Unfortunately, by the look on his face, I am. Yep.
1: I had a good week. <laughs> Dan
0: had a good week. We picked a lot different this week. We'll get to where we stand at the end. You have to wait around for it. Uh, if only you, the
1: Bears had pulled one out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll you'll, you'll stick around. You'll see how he does. Anyways,
1: Eagles at Rams, Dan, who do you pick? Well, I'm, I'm going to start it off here. This is the first game this year where I felt good <laughs> about not picking the Eagles. I'm okay. going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams at home, Eagles traveling across the country. And as I always say with rock, paper, scissors, uh, if Cooper Cup is back and he is healthy and they've got Puka and Cooper – the Eagles do not have the secondary to hang with that shit. Yeah. Um and Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald. So, you know, if there's one guy that can stop the tush push, I think Aaron Donald is your man. So I'm I'm actually gonna take the Rams at home to beat the Eagles. It's gonna be a fun one. It's an afternoon start, um, too. So
0: uh, they'll get a little bit of time going over to the West Coast, but in LA and they're they're building. I like the Eagles here. Um, I still think the Eagles are one of the better teams in that NFC. Um, like I said, the Rams are a shock, but Are they that much of a shock? Are they going to be knocking off the the top teams in the NFC? They have to prove it to me first. So our first game, we're picking opposite. We'll see how long. Yeah, how long does that lead last, Dan? I don't know this year. We'll Um, see. Here's a game we're going to be talking about next. Surprised it's not ended up in the two-minute, no offense, but it was a wild one. Broncos, 31. Bears, 28. I picked this one, correct, uh, as I took those Broncos who, uh, oh, boy, didn't look like they were going to win it. And if, You texted me. Yes. When I do, it usually comes back, does it not? Um, in this one, uh, I probably texted you about when it was 7 to 28, the Bears, with four mm-hmm. minutes left in this third quarter. Yep. And then uh, the Broncos' offense finally figured some stuff out. Um, when I say then, the, the first half of this game, Fields played perfect uh, game. Oh, gorgeous. I put down he started 16 for 16. That was the last I heard of him starting perfect. I don't know if he went further than that, but I know he went 16 for 16. He was, at the end of the day, 335, four touchdowns, an interception, and then, unfortunately, a fumble, too, uh, that was a big one. Um he had, yeah Herbert Moore Komet had two touchdowns. The Bears had as good of a game as you could have against that really poor Broncos defense. Uh, for two and three fourths of a game two and three fourths of a quarter. Um then yeah Broncos turned it up a the fumble on the Fields game. On the field, one that was returned for a touchdown was about seven minutes left in the game. That tied it. Fourth and one, Bears have the ball at their own 18 and decide to go for it, don't convert it. I think we have to start the conversation at the end of the game there, Dan. Your thoughts.
1: So I will say this. You play to win the game, right? Yep. You play to win the game. In that situation, I was actually agreeing with the call to go for it. Okay, and I will hold that that was the right call to go for it. What a bonehead fucking decision to ran to run the play that they ran, which ah. was a, a Khalil Herbert like off tackle run, like that showed Other no shotgun. fucking sense of urgency. There was no there was no part of you that was like, "Hey, we're gonna win this fucking thing right here." A man on man, hat on a hat, fucking kill him. You know, we've been we've been marching on this drive. We're going to end the fucking game right here. There were 12 plays. That defense was fucking tired. They went 82 yards. If you're going to push your agenda, now is the time. Do it now. I get it. But to call that play? Get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just so fucking bad. It's on the Denver 18. It's on the Denver 18. Just push them the fuck back one yard. Or if you don't feel like you can, just kick the fucking field goal. Take the points. Make Denver march down the field, and just defend for the fucking just defend for the field goal. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but I understand where they went with it. They would have ended the game in all likelihood with a first down there. Continue marching. The Bears would have won the game if they had converted that. It kind of so shows. I get it.
0: No confidence in your defense, but at the same time, your defense did give up the 21 point deficit. Yeah, yeah comeback. So at that point, it does kind of make sense there, too. Um, I've heard Bears fans argue, you know, the yeah, but you get a lead and your rookie quarterback who has already had shaken, uh, you know, confidence. Maybe then he pulls out a win here and feels better about this game because it doesn't end good for Fields. They get the Broncos get the ball. They kicked themselves a 51-yard field goal with a minute 45 left uh, to take the lead. But still time left. Bears have time. I don't know if they had any timeouts, but they had time to move the ball. And then on the third and 13 play, it obviously wasn't a fourth down. He didn't have to force it. but And it wasn't honestly a bad pass. When you see the throw nope. that Fields makes on that interception, the receiver is in front of the corner. It just seems like the receiver stops at the spot where the ball was going to be, and the corner... Kind of goes right around him and picks it off. Corner was ready for it more than the receiver was. Ended the game. I mean, there's reports of Fields is sitting in that locker room, jersey on. It feels bad because here's the Bears now sitting with not only the worst record in the league, the only other team with the worst, with the undef- winless record in this league is the Carolina Panthers, who also, Bears are getting their pick. So the Bears are sitting there with these great draft picks on this. What we've heard a QB rich draft. It does seem like Fields' uh, time is getting getting numbered here quickly.
1: If you are the Bears, you are like, "Hey, we're gonna take Caleb Williams or whoever the fuck we want number one overall." Yeah, and then we're gonna sell that number two pick (laughs) for some (laughs) crazy loot, baby. We're gonna we're gonna double down and get all that loot. Um, I this was the game of Fields' life, you know. If Fields marches down the field um, and doesn't fumble that ball on that possession after Denver takes over. There's a huge amount of pressure on Denver uh, with only, like, four or five minutes left in the game. Yeah. But instead, that that horrible fucking decision to fumble the ball basically deflates the Bears' defense and offense to the point where it's like, how the fuck are you going to recover from that? I feel for this kid. I do. I, I feel like this is just what the Bears have been doing for the past, like thirty fucking years is just destroying quarterbacks' confidences. Yeah. Uh physically talented quarterbacks just they develop them into these husks uh, of capability. But I, I can't wait for him to go be a backup on the Ravens and do great. Uh I think he's gonna be an awesome backup for the Ravens. But yeah, the this is done. I think Iberflus is done. They're 0 and 4. They've been lifeless. Um I mean you have to you have to clear house. I think Bears need to change ownership as well. Um, and if they do, they can change ownership, clean house, and just start afresh with two top five picks right. in all likelihood.
0: And if it is Caleb Williams, I mean, it, it's so early to, to just guarantee him the first overall pick here, but he's oh, sure. the guy who can also say he wants to go back to college. If So if he doesn't like the ownership or he doesn't like even, you know, if they're starting a brand new coach and if he doesn't like who they hire as coach, you know, I've never seen a team be asking that much of an opinion of a rookie coming into the league but it might be a very interesting situation for Chicago Bears it's just unfortunate but the way this lined up with these two teams and coming into this game somebody was going to be at the bottom of the bottom and that was going to be the loser of this game um the weirdest way that we saw it a 21 point comeback I mean Jesus so Bears not only in the bottom of the bottom but you want to talk about bottom of bottom for their. Franchise. This is the 20-point uh, lead uh, loss ties their largest franchise history loss. They did it in 02 to the Patriots oh. and then back to 1953 in the 49ers. Oh, Christ. Yeah. So bad for the Bears, really bad. We so bad. are not Bears fans here, and we relish in their losses a lot of times. But it's almost to <sighs> that point now where we're like, this is just...
1: Too much for Chicago. I I take no joy. I've taken no joy in a Bears loss since the Packers loss in week one. one. (laughs) Because that kind of broke the spirit of Bears fans, where they're like, oh, God, we're still terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then it's like, oh, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And someone's met a great quote where they said, the Bears, in losing a 20-point lead to the fucking Broncos, shredded the last ounce of hope I didn't know I had. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's just like they're finding new ways to disappoint their franchise yeah. and fan base. So congratulations, Chicago. At least you're being creative.
0: Yeah, rough one.
1: Um,
0: and then you get hit with it quickly again here this week. On the road, they're going to the Commanders for Thursday Night Football. Um, this is becoming the Thursday Night Football kind of... Uh, Yearly game, it feels like. It's replacing the Jets, Jaguars that we used to get or whatever. It's now Bears, Commanders. So we get Bears at Commanders
1: on Thursday night. Dan, who are you taking? Commanders have looked good, and they've had a fun, pressure-happy defense, and the Bears are the Bears right now. I'm going to go Commanders at home on a Thursday night. I, I would be shocked if the bears number one win this and number two even have a good game yeah um both of those things would be shocking so i'm going commanders
0: just talk about yeah just things getting tougher and tougher for the bears short week gotta go on the road nothing there's no bounce back uh here especially with this tough of a uh commander's team um so yeah i give me Commanders too. Uh, even though, as I found out last week, home games Thursday night maybe aren't guarantees anymore. We're getting mm-hmm. better. We're getting better matchups this Thursday too. Oh, sure, as, yeah. as the prime demanded it. Prime demands it. <laughs> <laughs> Bezos commands thee. Bezos commands you to give me a couple of uh, ti- Titan games, and not the Titans, not Tennessee Titans. No, but good nobody Titans. wants that shit. Let's talk about Monday night. Was it wasn't Monday night. No, Sunday Night Football. Let's talk about Sunday Night Football, Chiefs-Jets. Let's talk about Chiefs beating the Jets, Uh, 23-20. Oh, another one I got you on. Again, I know. this didn't happen much this week, but a couple of these did. (laughs) Uh, Because Dan took the Jets, but the Chiefs sneak it out in a game that was all Chiefs to start, uh, 17-0. The Jets turned it around, and early third quarter, this thing was 20-all. All All of a sudden, a brand new game. Um, Zach Wilson, who... Took a little bit to get going. Had probably a game of his career in this one. Um,
1: the milf hunter memes on this were fantastic. Yes, like Donnie mean, Kelsey up in the stands.
0: The uh, Swift uh, came back there Taylor Swift came back, and she came back with some friends. Um, basically, most of the Deadpool movie came with her. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's going on. I don't know. Remember that she's been cast as Dazzler. Right. For she could be there also. Uh, fucking you know. Comic book nerds. We're nerds here too, so we find that
0: that cool. Um, It probably doesn't mean anything. But anyway, she was in New York for her boyfriend's game again. Um, He plays for somebody for the Chiefs. I don't remember who. Uh, Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco, right? Isaiah Pacheco? Because they showed her after an Isaiah Pacheco touchdown for some (laughs) fucking reason. (laughs) They got a flash to her constantly, and then the commercials. (laughs) It's getting, yeah. There's some, uh, I think, NFL fans are getting a little uh, Taylor Swift- uh, um, whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pacheco won for 158 total yards in this game. He had a good one. And Butler kicked three field goals. In fact, he kicked the last one uh, to win it 23-20 to 20, or to take the lead. Um, it was a short one with under 11 left, and it felt like the thing was open for the Jets to take it. And if it weren't for um, some questionable calls by the referees mm-hmm. in this one, I would say... Um, the, the Jets could have had another chance to take this one. And that's what it came down to is the the questionable calls I'm thinking about are the ones that happened while the Chiefs had the ball and were running out the clock. Um, and unfortunately, as me and Dan, we like to see excitement, exciting endings, and it doesn't end that exciting when it ends that way. But the, the interception called back due to the defensive holding on uh, Sauce Gardner. I know Sauce took offense to that. I've seen it. I could see that called. I'm not arguing that one as much as the non-call of holding on Jameer Johnson.
1: Yeah, that was um, fucking terrible.
0: The third and long that just uh, Mahomes raced down the field on was is kind of a joke. I don't know if just none of the refs had the right eyes on the right spot of the field, but that was a missed hold there. So I feel for the
1: Jets in those spots for sure. I, I will say this about um, Sauce. Sauce is a physical corner. Mm-hmm. That that play actually seemed designed to draw a penalty. That's what that seemed like. Perhaps it like, is. I
0: bet they. Yeah,
1: I bet that happens all the time. And so it seemed like, oh, you're running right at Sauce's chest. You know he's going to grab you, and then you basically just give like a a little stutter turn because there was no chance. Was that Valdez-Scantling? Valdez-Scantling, was no and he was trying.
0: It felt like he was trying to cut in front of his body, but you and I mean, where the
1: ball went didn't make any sense for the I would route agree with that running.
0: you could almost agree well when you call it holding and sauce had an argument too that he's like that that flag didn't leave the rest hand until after it was picked off and it was like
1: perhaps that's true I think it was reaching for it but it was a pretty late flag yeah it's it's a tough angle I I will defend that one sauce Gardner needs to in moments like that, not get so fucking handsy. Mm. That's been a thing for him his whole career. He's a great corner, but he's very physical. He's a press man corner. So in situations like that, you can't let a guy run into your fucking chest and draw a penalty. Um, The non-call on holding was so bad. It was literally, he was like lifting him up. It was like, it was so bad. It was a point where Jameer Johnson was like,
0: I'm going to stop because I can't, play this game if he's holding me like this yeah so he just kind of like quit he's like ah okay I'll hold up my arms where's the flag and then the yeah the race down the field for 28 yards or whatever it was for Mahomes was like why do you think it was so easy everybody was getting held you know so yeah that was really bothersome because that was third and forever, third and 20 and another holding there would have pushed it even further back Jets would have at least gotten the ball we're not saying they would have won it
1: they no. would have had to do something with it, but I think they would have gotten the ball. So that's unfortunate. There would have been a lot of time left on the clock for them to do something. You Perhaps know, to, yeah. That, they would have had minutes to tie the game or at least, you know, or win the fucking thing. Like, yeah. that was an 18-play drive that should have been over at, what, six plays? You know? that Once that happened, you could kind of feel the steam leave the Jets because it felt like the fix was in a little bit. It did. Um Yeah, I mean, I did not enjoy the feelings of this game with, you know, them covering the spread, or sorry, them not covering the spread by uh, Mahomes just kind of like...
0: Mahomes going down at the goal,
1: yeah. Which is the correct call. Sure. It is the correct call. Especially the way, yeah, the game was going. You needed to just run the clock out. It is a nefarious thing. (laughs) <laughs> whenever you're talking about what the spread is and then you're like okay we've gotten some handsy fucking holding calls, some non-holding calls. This is the sort of shit the NFL needs to be very wary of cuz yeah. this feels like a little body blow to the integrity of the sport. Stuff like this it stays with you. You know, games like this stay with you. A Zach Wilson fucking, you know, miracle comeback I would have been like, wow, the NFL ain't rigged. That's a great script. Way to write that shit. And also, I would have gotten the pick right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the Jets are not a bad team. If Wilson plays like this, they are a good team. They're a tough fucking defense. And if he can play to this level, they're going to win a few games in the NFC East. They might challenge for a wild card. If he reverts back to being old, uh, Zach Wilson, they're you know going to win two more games the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: And then on the Chiefs' side, they're 3-1, but kind of a shaky one themselves and uh more um they look human type of way these defending champs this is the here's a early crazy stat for everybody this is the first game in patrick mahomes's entire football career that any other qb he's played had more yards touchdowns passing yeah passing yards touchdowns and fewer interceptions than him
1: that's that's a fucking crazy stat.
0: College, pros. He's been in the pros for three, four years now. I mean, that is nuts. That is nuts that nobody's outperformed him until now.
1: And it who? Zach Wilson. <laughs> on a Monday hey, I night, mean, on night. Think about that. If that was a fucking parlay, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Wilson's um, going to outplay Patrick Mahomes. What the fuck?
0: Now, the Jets have a chance to. Uh, can they. Can they springboard this? Can they fix this, some stuff here? Going to Denver, playing this uh, somewhat weak defense, Dan.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I did not gain any more confidence in the Denver Broncos after beating the Bears, but I gained a lot more confidence in the Jets after them putting up a pretty good effort against you know a still good or if not as good as they were Chiefs team. So I yeah, of course I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take these New York Jets again. Even at even at mile high, I think they're going to do a good job. That defense is for real. Yep.
0: I'm with you on this Jets pick. Um, the Broncos, uh, even though they strung together this amazing comeback in Chicago on the road, I don't, I don't uh, trust them at all yeah. nor respect. Not buying them. so give me the uh, Jets. Um, hey, we're here talking about my Vikings win. They beat the Panthers Ooh. in Carolina, 21 to 13. Dan picked it. I did. I did not have the faith and my team to do it, and I was a little <laughs> right there for a mi- for a little bit. Oh, the, I,
1: well, that ninety nine yard uh, <laughs> interception return! I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> that was it's early." Like in, yeah.
0: And it and it's one that I think everybody's yeah stuck with, and then thought yeah, and 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 if I flashed in your head when you guys saw that, thank you. But of course, yeah, yeah it was almost it. It's becoming a thing that's expected almost. If nothing, these Vikings are consistent. And this game was consistent too in terms of the offense. The offense almost played exactly the way that they have all season. They move the ball between the uh, between the twenties. They can drive the ball and then somewhere around where you could get points, at least a field goal opportunity. Turn it over. Kirk had two of those. Cousins had two of those. The the first one, the ninety nine yard one, yeah. Uh, he was going to throw it where he was going to throw it. They knew it too, though, unfortunately, so they jumped it. And then um, I watched t- that back many a times now to see Kirk just <laughs> flat out race Don't down there. It. And, you know, after watching quarterback, you know this guy very well now. And it just frick, 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 frick down the sideline. You know he's just trying to get him. And then they wait. he waits for his block because, of course he does. He's been in a situation, Franklin, and then just gets blown up. Poor Kirk. If he was a tackler, Kirk, you go for the legs. You push him out in bounds, but that that was going to happen. So they get there, that first touchdown. Um, we're back there again, though. I mean, it's, it's 10-7. We have our touchdown going in there, and then – you know, bad offensive line play, Kirk gets blown up, the pass gets thrown up in the air, and there's a second interception. So it's tough to to blame Kirk on these on those interceptions a lot when he, yeah, uh off bad offensive line play too, but it was it was uh by stat wise by far his worst game of his uh season and oh, the yeah, first absolutely. win. Yet yeah, the first win, you know? That's the irony of this whole offense. I side. think he'd traded. You think what?
1: Yeah, he oh, would trade it. He would trade it. Yeah, yeah trade back. He wants to win, man. He yes. does not want to fucking put up stats on a loser.
0: He's done that. He's done that and it hasn't really gained it's gained him a good amount of money, but it hasn't gained him much else. Mm-hmm. Um Justin Jefferson, you know, two touchdowns, all that good stuff. He does that. The difference. All right, finally here. The difference in this game is the defense. The defense finally showed up. Five sacks. I talked about how the the pass pressure was missing. Um it was a lot of the same stuff. I mean, we blitzed a lot. It was coming from everywhere. The difference on the defense sure seems like, like you kind of brought up at the beginning of this, Marcus Davenport. Uh, me and my brother joked about it quite often early in this game. Who's number zero? Who is this guy? I don't remember him. You know, And, of course, we knew who he was. And even when I saw that he was playing, I was like, well, it looks like Marcus Davenport's going to, quote, suit up because he tried to do that one other time, and it didn't last long till he was out. So there was, he was becoming a joke for the Vikings fan base because he hadn't done anything yet. And even when we saw he was going to play in this game, I didn't think it was going to make this change. And it certainly did. There were a lot of plays, even though he only had one sack, where he changed the, uh, the, the pass rush for sure.
1: It's crazy to think that Marcus Davenport is 27 years old and has played what is this, six seasons in the NFL? He came in very young, yeah, to the Saints team. <sighs> he was super young. He was. They traded a first-round pick to get him, yeah, and he just never lived up to the hype, but always had the talent. He's always had the talent. He's from UTEP, I believe.
0: Yep, you're if right. memory serves. You're correct.
1: Uh, I remember him getting drafted. It was a UTEP minor.
0: Uh, Roadrunner.
1: Yeah, I was oh, just no. like
0: this. F- you're right, minors.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I just watched Marcus Davenport, and I was like, oh, this guy's... Fucking for real, and then just couldn't stay healthy.
0: Um, the other, uh, defensive player who, uh, blew it up in this one is the soon, you know, in, in the future will add, be added to the ring of fame, Harrison Smith. Um, oh, yeah. Had, uh,. <laughs> Could you say career day? Uh, Three sacks, one of them being the strip sack that DJ Wanham flipped the game on with the the return touchdown, and then he had a career-high 14 tackles. Harrison Smith, who's played for over a decade. This is a
1: career-high-in-tackles game. Uh, By the way, you were right. I was wrong. Marcus Davenport is the University of Texas San Antonio. It is the roadrunners. It was not the UTEP minors. Ah, I'm glad you looked it up there. I had a a fucking, uh, you know... What is that? It
0: works out cuz you picked this Prime game of right. South Africa. So you got yeah, um you got the uh the the pick in this one, but I get the win. So there was a Ooh, there was a scary moment it. in like, you know, early uh games, third quarter where I was like, Dan's going to get every game right except for the one I want him to. <laughs> <laughs> but this one worked out. So uh will it continue Chiefs at Vikings is the also this weekend starting a late kickoff. Um could have been a little bit, might be more exciting if we got the Vikings from last year, but I don't know. They're coming off of a win. They get to go back home. Dan, what
1: are your thoughts on Chiefs of Vikings? Skull, baby. I'm no. going to take... Yeah, I, these Chiefs have not been sharp for me. Uh, Vikings need it way more. Um, it is going to be very difficult for your your defense uh, to get Mahomes to play this way. You guys are not exactly the level of the New York Jets defense, but... Um, if Davenport puts on another show like that, phew, I, you guys could beat anybody, man. Um, so I'm, I'm going to surprisingly take the Vikings at home against the Chiefs.
0: That would be awesome. Um, we also have a primetime game against the Niners coming up, so it kind of feels like you got to split one of those two to get back into this uh, race. Yep. Uh, I'm not. I'm taking the Chiefs. I think uh, where the Vikings, like I said, got success was um, on the defense, and that success happened because... Bryce Young is a young quarterback who is very inexperienced and got very confused and scared there um, in that game. Um, The Chiefs, last I looked, their quarterback, P. Mayhomes, his stats are pretty good. And you know what? He doesn't get too worried about the blitz. If anything, he just kind of rolls out of there and buys himself some time. If we figure out a way to, like, bracket race him and, and get him very uncomfortable i mean maybe those wide receivers drop some passes and we get lucky in this one but i'm not feeling like the vikings are that lucky this season i'll take the chiefs opposite you dan
1: yeah i'm just saying you know somebody got outperformed by zach wilson last week that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's it uh, the Kench lightning strike twice let's go kirk
0: um Le- lions at packers let's talk about the thursday nighter um the lions controlled this one my guy uh it was 27 to 3 lions at the half Um, beating yeah five sacks in this one montgomery with the big game three touchdowns and over 100 total yards from scrimmage um packers made it a game it was 27 17 early fourth quarter but even when they got it to that 10 point game that was a answered by the Lions with a long drive late in this game. You could tell the Packers' defense was tired. And so, yeah, it was a beating. Lions took care of business here. Um, yeah. Here's a stat. Campbell is the first Lions head coach to win four games in a row against the Packers since Monty Clark in 1982-1983 wow.
1: Detroit. That's, I was not born. No. You were just, you weren't born.
0: I would have uh, not been in that season born. No, that's the season prior me. And um, so, yeah, there's back when the Packers were really, really bad. That was <laughs> a long time we ago. Born.
1: God. Yeah, that is a long time ago.
0: So we got to like this. Congrats, Lions.
1: Oh, yeah, the Lions have been fun all year. I've been riding the Lions train I've come around on Jared Goff he's suffered we've talked about this I've suffered it he's suffered enough <laughs> uh I wish him well and they also are getting uh reloaded they're getting more weapons back uh coming here soon uh, Mr. Williams is coming off suspension
0: yeah Jameson Williams off of the suspension for the um betting. yeah he got it shrunk down to five games interestingly um but uh this was a guy that I thought was maybe the most talented wide receiver when he was coming in two years ago or whatever and then the if the nothing vikings, else he's
1: fast as shit so he's, he's gonna one be of the,
0: yeah he's a blink yeah. fast and this lions offense has been able to put up points he's the guy the vikings traded back with the lions so i feel like there's a little connection there if he does blow up it is amazing so a little worried about him A little worried about him and um yeah
1: the uh packers on the other side what about them uh, this is kind of what we expected at the beginning of the year. A 2-2 two and two Packers team makes a lot of sense to me. Jordan Love didn't look great, especially in the, the first half of this game. He, you know, didn't look awesome. Um, But I think he settled down, got them back into striking distance, and then that other interception in the fourth quarter was like, oh, okay, yeah, you were just pressing at that point. And it's, honestly, Dobbs ran a bad fucking route Uh, it was Dobbs and Quay Walker just had a really bad game. Uh, Quay Walker on the defense and Dobbs on the offense. And it just never let the Packers get into a rhythm. Um, even when they were getting big plays, just, it didn't, they didn't seem sharp, uh, for a Thursday night football game.
0: Yeah. Um, coach wasn't a fan of it too. Um, what's his name for Green Bay afterwards? Asking them some questions And I get it These coaches get asked A lot of stupid questions They're like Well if no, I LaFleur, knew that Coach I, LaFleur. Yeah LaFleur They wouldn't be doing You know What's what's with the point Of the, the slow start Or something weird like that You know It wouldn't have been slow If I knew what to do Anyways um, The Lions are going back home And the Carolina Panthers Are going there Panthers At Lions In Detroit Ford Field Sunday at noon Dan
1: Cat match meow meow Um Yeah, I think you have to go Lions. You know, they're coming off that that hype. They've they've got 10 days of rest. Um, Yeah, I'm absolutely going with the Lions at home against a winless Panthers team. I don't feel like it's a trap game, Um, hopefully. And Bryce Young hasn't showed me anything either. I I didn't think he should have been taken number one overall. That's me. Um, Yeah. But they haven't shown me anything on the Panthers, especially with the injuries on the defense.
0: It's a good time to bring up that you weren't a big fan of uh, Bryce Young because so far, yeah, he hasn't shown up. I mean, there's not a lot of weapons for him. There's not a lot of True. excitement there in Carolina. And um, even a who we were a big fan with, had a bad day against Minnesota, yeah. honestly. So, yeah, the Panthers have some things to fix around. But at the same time, maybe they're moving in the right direction. They're a very young team. We got to give them time. True. But Detroit is here now. <laughs> They're ready to play now, and, and they uh, want to be a uh, force to be reckoned with in the NFC, so you win home games against these teams that are rebuilding. So I like the Lions. Two, I'm wearing it there with you, Dan. Okay, we've gotten through enough games, which means it's time for everybody to take a breath and enjoy the music kicking in right now. Wow, oh, yeah, listen to that. I have to pick that. All right. And when we return... We get through some games in a quick lickety-split fashion, and all of the rest of the wins, Dan's winner, Dan team, we get to talk about all that when we return. This is your favorite football podcast of all time, The Push-Off. hey thanks everybody for coming on back we've got the rest of week four to complete discussion on and get you all our picks for week five uh you don't want to miss it so when we're back here from this part it's time to get through some of those games that just didn't didn't hit the way the others did that's right folks it's time for the two minute no offense
1: because no offense, maybe you signed a big money deal, and we all thought you were going to be Joe Shiesty, and you turn into Joe Shitty. Uh, but we're going to talk about it, so uh, I'm ready. All right, ready when you are.
0: I'm ready too. Let's get it started.
1: Yeah, here we go.
0: <laughs> um, all right, we're going to start in Cleveland, where the Ravens won twenty-eight to three. Right before the game, we heard Dorian Thompson-Robinson got the start, and I should have
1: changed my pick then and there, but I didn't. Dan (laughs) got it over me. Yeah, I don't know how much Deshaun Watson would have helped them, Mm -hmm. uh, being 100%. I mean, Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't uh, do a great job. running around there. He was so lost. Yeah, he was not, you know, everybody's like, maybe he can replace Deshaun. Oh, Deshaun might be better than him. (laughs) Okay, we're moving on. Uh yeah, Ravens are good. Ravens are good. Yeah,
0: Ravens took care of business. Andrews two touchdowns. The Titans beaten up on the Bengals at home. Um,
1: yeah, this one was wild. So twenty seven to three, absolute beatdown. This is what I said, right? They ran it right down yep. the fucking center of the Bengals' throat. The thing that the Rams showed That's you right, could you, do dude. and then didn't do. Um, yeah, I thought the Titans had a great game plan for this and, uh, everybody's saying King Henry's washed up. Holy shit. <laughs> He's fucking thumping people.
0: Dan said Tannehill would bounce back. Henry's doing well. Higgins got hurt, but he might not be out too long. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I also put in Buccaneers Saints cause this one was kind of a yawn, but Tampa big win on the road in the division
1: tremendous firing the cannons uh i don't think we picked this we I think did we it because car
0: started Carr. yep car started this game we said if we would go with car and we were wrong You we couldn't get any offensive touchdowns it was all buccaneers godwin had a great game even winston came in and threw an interception just to kind of zing us i guess
1: as is tradition
0: <laughs> as is tradition and then finally on monday night the seahawks go into new york and trounce the giants 24 to
1: 3 Uh, I will say this, Devin Witherspoon looked great in the slot, which, if you remember, if you went back and you listened to our fucking podcast... A lot of the Witherspoon love was, hey, I don't think he can play on the outside. I think a slot's a good position for him. He's a very physical corner. Ooh. Hey,
0: it's a 10. They
1: moved him into the slot, and suddenly he's a fucking game-breaker. He looks like Jamal Adams out there.
0: That's a good move then. Um, Yeah, and good call that it's a slot move for him. I didn't realize that, but he had a breakout primetime game. That's true. And you add him with woolen. Uh-oh, Seahawks are scary. Seahawks are scary. Um, Jamal
1: Adams cannot stay healthy. Got that concussion. Yeah,
0: and talk about a disappoint. Oh yeah, Jamal Adams. He, he was out for like a whole year. And I know. First, poor guy. Yeah, first. Uh,
1: he'll be fine. He'll, he'll, you know, dap his tears away with money. I mean, he's he's got for the amount of
0: injuries he's had. He sure has. Yeah, made good made good bank. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a rough one for the Giants. The Giants, one of those very disappointing teams. I I take a step back and you know. They knocked my Vikings out of the playoffs last year, but now I put them in the. They're both one and three. I, I'm mm-hmm. rather. I'd rather be in the Vikings situation. You know, I'm not overpaying a Daniel Jones that's getting shouted at by his uh, <sighs> Dan Wright lookalike head coach on the <laughs> sidelines. Oh, what the hell was that about? And that,
1: yeah, on his
0: 99-yard interception return for a touchdown. <laughs> there's some. There's some. Some likeness there, though.
1: Well, also, Saquon's been out. I mean, Saquon is the engine that moves this team. Like, it's supposed to be Daniel Jones and Saquon, not Daniel Jones and a collection of uh, ex-Air Force veterans uh, (laughs) that he's just fucking throwing to because they showed up on the field. Like, think about his receiving core, dude. Yeah. It's Wandale Robinson, Paris Campbell, Gary Brightwell. What the fuck is this? You know, I know that I did a great job as the Giants coach last year. Uh, really getting this team ready to play, but they didn't add any weapons. They just kind of expected Saquon Barkley to come back and be healthy, and he hasn't been. And it shows up, you know, when you just pin your ears back and go after Daniel Jones. Holy shit!
0: Well, yeah, he's been out since that comeback win in Arizona, and mm. they are maybe getting him back here soon. We'll see. He's on a fancy we'll team. I'm hoping Jene Saquon gets a gets a burst. Um, hey Dan. It's bye week time, like I alluded at earlier. Ooh. I can't believe we're already here. Week five has four teams at a bye week so I can tell you right now, the Cleveland Browns, bye week after that tough loss, uh, Deshaun Watson, um, who was a technically, and I have to kind of bring this up because this is weird, uh, doctors cleared him to play, but Deshaun said he wasn't ready to go. And coach says, well, that's you know what we got going on, and Deshaun knows his own body. Uh, you also, make more money than me, so fuck it. Yeah, he, he also knows he gets his money no matter what, so, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, He gets to rest up for that bye week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers also won a bye week after their big win in uh, New Orleans, so congrats, Tampa. And the Seahawks, after their Monday night win, they get a big bye week, too. Um, which leads us to talk about Titans at Colts. This game happening in AFC South Tilt. Um. This one's an interesting one. A little back and forth on this one with picks, dance So uh, uh, I don't uh, envy you in having to pick this one first.
1: i I'm anticipating Jonathan Taylor coming back. Okay. So for me, that's a big swing here. If Jonathan Taylor comes back, I'm going to pick the Colts. If Jonathan Taylor is not back, if he's not, you know, suited up for the game, I'm going to take the Texans on the road. Uh, I just think Titans. Taylor... Uh, Sorry, yeah, take the Titans on the road. I just think they're a more dynamic team with Taylor there. Uh, If he's not there, I feel like the Titans can do what they did uh, to Cincinnati against this Colts team as well. Okay. Yeah,
0: this Titans team has been up and down. I was thinking you were going to say this is like another down thing for Tannehill, and I was counting on that, so I'm picking Colts. Um, Whether Jonathan Taylor plays or not. I I think you're right. Jonathan Taylor does seem to be trending towards back. Um, but I think he told us he only has to play six games this year. So maybe, you know, you can wait it out if he doesn't really want to do this one. But it's a home one. It's a noon start. It's a divisional rival that he knows well. So it makes sense. But, uh, even if he doesn't, I like the way the Colts played the second half of that game last week. And at home against, again, a team that they know, I think, uh, Richardson and them, I think they play well. So I like Colts no matter I like what. It. Um, Dan, this one is not in the two-minute no offense, but you know what? It's our show, and your Cowboys have been in there a lot, and then even when it is in the two-minute no offense, we spend time talking about it. So as much time as you want, 38-3, to we both picked it. Cowboys, Trounce, the uh, New England Patriots.
1: We beat the shit out of the Patriots. (laughs) Like, we may have ended Mac Jones' career. That's how fucking dominant this was. 38-3, to like... We've had three games this year that were just absolute fucking beatdowns for the other opponent. The only one that that didn't happen with was Arizona, where our star corner goes down at defensive uh, install day. Yeah. That's just that's the difference. The defense looked great. The offense looked efficient. Yes, we had one red zone touchdown, but it's kind of bullshit. We still are struggling with the red zone. Um, but once you had... The Patriots down, Mac Jones is not bringing them back. Mac Jones is not an explosive playmaker at the quarterback position. Like, he needs to be put in situations where he's got a steady run game. Once we were able to just pin our ears back and go after the dude, just, you know, fumbles and interceptions and, you know, just. Terrible shit. Yeah, you know, Duran Bland having an interception. Uh, Leighton Vanderess f- recovering a fumble. Oh, sorry, a uh, interception for a touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah, um, pick six. And Leighton Vanderesh We had two defensive touchdowns. We just fucking destroyed these guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely disgusting, and I loved it. Yeah, Bland two interceptions. It's like digs who, um but yeah, they they had a great and non un- un- defense. And your kicker didn't miss again. Three for three. It was twenty. It was twenty-eight to three at the half. Right. So. Yeah, just ten more and, uh, by the Cowboys in the second half. They didn't uh, lay it on too thick there to them. But, uh, no, the Patriots didn't look like they could get anything going. And then they start in on injuries. They lost Gonzalez, the uh, the cornerback, who's looking like as good as we thought he was going to coming out into the draft. Torn shoulder labrum, though. We'll see how long he's out. Sounds and sound good. And then uh, Judon, too, injured his bicep. That's never good. That doesn't take – It's not a quick uh, reintroduction for those both
1: out injuries indefinitely. Which is not a that's one of the worst designations is indefinitely.
0: I take that with a grain of salt because it's the Patriots, so maybe they just didn't get an answer from Belichick. He's like, they're they're injured. They're like, well, Bill, how long is those injuries? When they're not injured, they'll play. You know, (laughs) they're like, all right, indefinitely.
1: Therefore, it is indefinite. Yeah, therefore,
0: all right. So that's fine. Yeah um yeah what else about this game dan i mean obviously it could have been the two minute no offense but we get to do this whenever we please
1: micah parsons no sacks but uh was a demon this entire game like even though he didn't get a sack like it seemed like every play mac jones was just running for his fucking life and there was micah um even when he does not show up on the stat sheet he shows up on film and that's what i love about me some micah parsons
0: yeah All right, so we can talk about Saints of Patriots. Saints uh, coming to New England to play the Patriots this week. This is an interesting matchup. Um, Both of them coming off of a disappointing loss. So, Dan, who do you like?
1: With Gonzalez and Judon out, uh, the Saints didn't look great, but at least if Carr is recovered from his shoulder injury, I think they can run the ball a little bit better. I'm going to go with the Saints. The the Patriots just seem lost to me. Something you said in the opening, um,
0: I think, needs to be a big uh, clue here. Is that was one of the most embarrassing losses, if not the most embarrassing loss, by Bill Belichick's career. And I think, if anything, if he's got any momentum left in this uh, coaching stuff of him, I mean, he doesn't have much to prove. But if he's got like the forget this momentum push still he's going to be ready for the Saints team that's still got a lot of holes and a lot of issues. So, I like Patriots at home uh, after that the, a mess of a game uh, getting the getting things right. So, I, uh, I'm gonna i going to take opposite it. you of know, the Patriots.
1: And yeah, we're picking a lot different these past two weeks.
0: Yeah, here and there. I think it's early in the season where there's not only so many teams, there's not too many teams that are above and beyond standing it out. So, there's some good games lining up. Uh, speaking of a game that and, yeah, it turned out better than I thought it was going to. Cardinals, 49ers. Cardinals, 16. But the 49ers, 35. 49ers took care of business like we thought they would. Um, Purdy had a touchdown through the air and one on the ground, but it was Christian McCaffrey who had four himself, uh, which uh, almost tied the uh, cr- the record that the um, Niners had, which was I think was five total touchdowns by somebody. Jerry Rice?
1: Might have been good old Jerry.
0: <laughs> uh, Ayuk had a good game, too. This game was 10-21 to 21 Niners at the half. So, yeah, Cardinals hung in there. I was kind of impressed with that. But, um, yeah, it was still a divisional game, but the Niners took care of business as they were going to. Um, yeah, Dobbs, two touchdowns. the fourth quarter. Yeah,
1: fourth quarter. They just put the boot on the neck, and it was very clear. Once that was done, you're like, oh, right, they're way better.
0: Christian McCaffrey keeps this up. Yeah. Um, could he take that uh, that elusive uh, quarterback rec- uh, quarterback award of MVP?
1: Uh, I think if he keeps up this pace, I don't think there's any way he doesn't get it. You know the fact that he's already got six touchdowns through four games, which means if he maintains that pace, he's going to have what 27, 28 touchdowns like that's fucking crazy man. It's he- truly ludicrous. Heading into this
0: week, it felt like it was like Tua. Tua took a big step back as we're about to get to. So, yeah, McCaffrey's like one of those guys. You got to look at it. Um, he has like the same amount of touchdowns as he has games with the Niners since he's been traded over to them. It's nuts. So congrats on the Niners. They are running hot, and um, we get ourselves one hell of a game. Sunday night, Dan. You're. I'm sure you're ready for it. It's um, Cowboys at Niners. You know, obviously, you got to go to uh, the big, um,
1: the Bay Area. Yeah,
0: the Bay Area. Uh, the, the big gene. The, the big gene. The, ba- the big. The um, big. Uh, bell bottom. So, yeah. What do you like, Cowboys at
1: 49ers? This is gonna be an awesome one. I mean, you know who I'm picking. This is a ridiculous question. I will say. <laughs> this is a game that absolutely deserves to be in the Sunday night spotlight. Sure, yes. Uh, if, if they were flexing games, this game would be Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fucking fun one because it either solidifies the fact that the 49ers are probably the best team in the NFC, or it changes the narrative to, hey, got to watch these Cowboys, baby. They're you know they're beating Giants, uh, and they're beating Giants, and they're beating Giants. <laughs> so uh, this could be a, a big thing. I mean, this is a huge... What looks to be a tiebreaker situation for end of the season stuff. So, you know, this is a big, big win, even though it's not in division.
0: Yeah, no, um, I mean, you're pulling. You guys are pulling short straw being a primetime game on the road. I think uh, you had to, you lost this team in the same situation last year in the playoffs. So, it's a tough one to sit to set up for. But uh, this defense is playing out of its mind, Dallas Cowboys defense is. I'm going to take the Niners because I think their defense is almost as good as the Cowboys have been, and the Cowboys are dealing with more injuries right now than the Niners are. So that gives me the Niners on an edge here and picking different than you, but I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to feast my eyes on that game. I just
1: want a good game that ends on a Cowboys win. Is that (laughs) so much to ask? partly, I think, but... I'll if, even take a bad game. Where it matters the who you're asking. Out if you're That's asking me, I yeah, I, I can't do
0: anything yeah. about it, but it matters who you ask. Uh, Bengals-Cardinals. Bengals-Cardinals is also coming up this week. Um, and, boo, ho- howdy do the Bengals need it. Bengals with another loss. They're in a bad spot. This, again, is our joint pick of the uh, AFC um, conference winner. Um The yep. season started. when uh, Again, like, I think the Giants of the NFC, one of the biggest disappointments uh, so far. This is one in three Bengals. But, uh, yeah, and they go in this Cardinals team that hasn't been a pushover like we thought they would. Who do you like in Bengals at
1: Cardinals, Dan? Well, the matchup really looks good for the Cardinals, man. Mm. It's it's very difficult for me to pick. the. Yeah, I really, really expect this to be the Bengals. I think they're a better team. But, man, the matchup makes me really want to pick the Cardinals. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to pick the Cardinals. They've been spunky in every game. They're still not wonderful. I know they beat the Cowboys, but I'm going to take the Bengals because the Bengals absolutely fucking have to have this. Yes. They have to. I think if they don't get this, you put a pin in the season, one and four in that division, Jesus Christ, real tough hole to get out of. I think you're right too, and that's where
0: it led me to pick the Bengals.
1: I've not been impressed
0: with them a lot, and I I can picture the Cardinals coming out with a win here, but the f- the, sh- the sheer fact that the Bengals absolutely must win it makes me think they'll be focused enough to go out there and do it and fi- figure this out uh, I don't know if Joe Burrow is just that hurt or what's going on you hope that's the case because you gave him a lot of money if uh mm-hmm. all the magic somehow disappeared and after that quick but
1: I kind of doubt that Josh um, Dobbs has outperformed Joe Burrow in every statistical category. Completion yeah. percentage, it's, yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Season Holy has shit.
0: not been good for Joe Burrow. It has not, not, not yet. Um, here was a good game uh, from last week. The Raiders uh, losing to the Chargers in L.A., 17-24, to touchdown game. Raiders made it such after the Chargers had a 24-7 lead at the half. So the Raiders brought it back to a game. Uh, this was no Garoppolo. We kind of thought this was going to happen. I I gave the clue that it was uh, they were hinting at Aiden O'Connell, and sure enough, he gets the start in this one. An interception, a rush touchdown. They should make it a rule that you you know after you have a player like Derek Carr in a position for so long wearing the number four that when you put the guy in there, I kept getting confused. <laughs> I was Like, wait a minute,
1: Carr's back. Did they trade him? What? Yeah,
0: that's Carr back in the Raiders. But no, um. This game was the Khalil Mack game. This game was Khalil Mack oh my God. collecting sacks. He had six in this one. Um, I hope it didn't, Dan, give you any of those uh, flashbacks to that Aiden Claiborne stuff that happened oh. years ago. That's what it felt like watching it. But, yeah, could not be blocked. Khalil Mack having one of those yeah. games.
1: Absolutely turn styling the Raiders offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say this is absolutely the Khalil Mack game. Herbert was fine um he was not as efficient as he could be but yeah if it wasn't for khalil Mack, i don't i don't know if they're coming out of this game with a win
0: yeah that's probably true um jacobs had over 100 yards from scrimmage but yeah herbert two rushing touchdowns he threw one in he had an interception yeah did okay but that's what he got um the raiders i get monday night football in vegas this week the packers coming to town so packers at raiders i haven't heard if garoppolo if He's going to be healthy enough to come back. Who the quarterback is going to be for the Raiders? I don't know if it's going to matter. I like the Packers. Well, Dan, you're picking
1: first. (laughs) Well, right there, I actually like the Raiders at home. Um, I thought their defense was really disruptive against this Chargers team. I know it's a divisional Uh game, but the Raiders have not been embarrassing this season. And I think at home against a kind of reeling Packers team, even though the Packers have had 10 games, or 10 days to rest. I actually think the Vegas Raiders are going to pull this out.
0: I mean, it's prime primetime game uh, Monday night, but, yeah, the Packers seem to get themselves a nice long week for this one. So I am taking the Packers. Um, do we know who's playing quarterback? Or even if it's uh, O'Connell again, you're going to take the Raiders?
1: Uh, yeah, no matter what. Um, right. I think Jimmy G gives them, obviously, a better shot to win too. this thing. Yeah, um, But, yeah, I thought Jimmy G was uh concussion, right? I yeah, honestly, in, for, well, he's still in concussion protocol, okay. uh, right now. But I think he is the starter when he comes back, and you know he's looked fine this year. It makes me like um, the
0: Raiders more, but I'm still take the Packers. Also, even if it's Jimmy G, um, the LA Chargers. Bye week. They're the fourth team with a bye week, week five. So the Chargers get to get to go and buy bye after they started zero and two and brought themselves back up to five hundred. So congrats, Chargers. Respectable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be around. They feel like they are. All right, Dan, let's talk about the one you got over me as well. Dolphins 20, Bills 48. Uh, thought this one was going to be earlier in our show because it was going to be a more important one. Um, Bills honestly just dominated this game. I mean, they were at home, but they dominated. Uh, Dolphins scored in their first two possessions. It looked like they were going to keep up with them, but then after that, Bills uh, took care of business. They were up 31-14 to 14 at the half. That the Bills are finding this many points this easy is scary. Um, when Josh Allen plays flawless games, when Josh Allen doesn't make mistakes like I thought he was going to, he is very good. 324 touchdowns, also ran one in, so that's five total for him in this game.
1: Yeah, this was a Josh Allen rage game, and those are always fun. <laughs> um, to that point where he's just like, nope, fucking I'm doing it. I'm going Super Saiyan. He's one of the few quarterbacks in the NFL that has the capability of just being like, my game just give it to me fuck you um he's also a guy that because of his position can absolutely throw four or five interceptions and still win this was to your point a perfect josh allen game like i don't think the guy made a fucking mistake all game he was just phenomenal yeah um and it it eventually like broke the dolphins will like that's how it kind of seemed you know when you get into the third quarter and they're like oh yeah you no, know, he's still going oh jesus christ like they started out the third quarter with a touchdown and and then just field goal, interception, touchdown, and then touchdown, and then turnover. And it it was over. Like, once they scored again in the third quarter, you felt like Miami was not coming back from this.
0: Yeah. I think Miami was ready to try to force themselves a little push in the second half, but the Bills' offense would never quit. So it was no. amazing. Diggs, uh, three touchdowns. The one where he catches it and then just breaks tackles and streaks down the sidelines looked just Superheroic, so that was awesome, and he's still doing that. Bills did lose a uh, uh, Trev- Davis White, torn Achilles. That's big. That hurts. Um,
1: Second year with a major injury. Yeah, that guy was great, man. He was so
0: good. And we know cornerbacks kind of have like a couple of years where they are the best, and there were a couple of those years in there where he kind of almost was. And these injuries are in that area where he could have been considered still that. So yeah, that certainly hurts. And the Bills know it does, too, so um, we feel for that. Uh, the Dolphins uh, need to need to get-right game, and lucky enough they might have one here this week against the Giants, who come to Miami. It's all the way down to Miami for this one, uh, and I believe it's a noon start, too, so Giants at Dolphins, Dan.
1: I mean, you know we're picking Dolphins. I mean, the Giants have not looked good, and, yeah, the Dolphins are licking their wounds a little bit, but very, very happy to get the fucking Giants to visit them now. Um yeah, I'm, I'm taking Miami all the way
0: Yeah, if you're the New York Giants um, after you lost that game at home prime time this is a tough one to, to run back to um, maybe you start off fast maybe um, Saquon Barkley's healthy and you guys can, can jump on the Dolphins surprisingly but Dolphins are going to be focused in too after that bad loss uh, on the road so I feel bad for you and I'm with Dan I like the Dolphins um only a couple more games for next week dan we are wrapping up the show so let's talk about the uh surprise win well no let's let's go to london let's talk about falcons jaguars 23 to 7 the jaguars win this one the game itself um maybe you were yawning through it like everybody else because we were up so darn early for it here in america but it was 70 nothing jaguars at the half um they just controlled the second half and kept the Falcons from doing much. As Ritter again, as we talked about last week, does not look great. So bad. Um, but what does look kind of fun is the Toy Story game. That's what the story is of this one. Is the the feed that we got to see
1: on Disney Plus. We gotta. They got to work on that presentation, man. It was real <laughs> fucking sloppy. There were just whole chunks of the game that they're like, eh, no, you want to just look at Slinky Dog because we can't animate
0: They were, shit? They had some issues early on, and uh, we got a, a look at Booger and uh, the other announcer for most of the time there for those opening things, which, yeah, was unfortunate. And then you realized Disney Plus doesn't have commercials. The game's going to commercial, so they kind of let the game lag. They let it get delayed and i realized like it's a whole like couple minutes behind the actual game later on in it so you got kind of got a little frustrated there so yeah if you were a jaguars or falcons fan i don't suggest to watch it that way but if you looked no. online there was some fun place that lined up pretty well with it when they figured it out and then when that,
1: it works yeah. it was actually a blast like when they figured out how to animate it while it was happening it was really fun there was a great uh, scramble uh, by Trevor Lawrence that like synced up perfectly. It looks yeah. fucking great. And it's like, you're watching the game. You're like, he's like, scramble, scramble. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm rooting for a fucking guy in big ed mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to just scramble out there. But it was, when it worked, it was a lot of fun. I wish it had worked a little better. I look forward to them trying it again. Yeah.
0: And it, yeah, it, it kind of feels like, oh yeah, the stuff Nickelodeon was kind of hoping they could do when they were doing their yeah. games. And yeah, I really,
1: so Nickelodeon is just like, let's superimpose a slime cannon in the end zone. Like it, you know, it had a little uncanny valley feel to it. But yes. This one was like, Oh, we're this is a different way to watch the game. My yeah. kids watched it with me. They got bored as shit though.
0: I figured that too. I was like, Yeah, my my kid's not at the age yet where he would uh, enjoy it, but a couple more years he probably would sit down there for about twenty minutes and be like,
1: Oh, look at this. It's oh, yeah. Football. Twenty minutes they were like, This is fun. After that they're like, Can we watch Toy Story instead? <laughs> is that is that <laughs> yeah. possible?
0: Um The Jaguars are not are are staying. At home across the pond in London, um, but the home game goes to Buffalo. So this is an interesting one. It is Jaguars at Bills, another London start, another eight thirty uh, early start, um, which is nice because if you do want to watch football all day, you can have that opportunity. Everybody, that's great. Uh, but technically, yeah, Buffalo is getting this one. So it feels weird, almost like Buffalo's losing out on a home game because what it's taking place in a field in a situation where the Jaguars are very familiar with. They've already been there. They they get to hang out here. So, Dan, what is your thoughts at Jaguars at Bills here in London?
1: Buffalo's out here murdering people, man. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take the Jaguars against Buffalo, although this is probably their best shot at the Bills if they wanted to get to like three and two and move the Bills to three and two. Yeah. That'd be a huge move for the Jaguars. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Buffalo looks like they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They look fantastic. You're right. I'm gonna go with the Bills.
0: That's exactly the scenario. I was like, you know, if this game was bills at jaguars in jacksonville i take the bills because i think the bills are the better team oh sure but the you're right this is the best scenario for the jaguars to win is a game in london where you've already been there for a week playing a bills team nfl's never done this let a team play back-to-back games in london like this like they're doing for the jaguars and then calling the second one a road game seems silly so i'm i'm super excited to see how this one works out but i do think the bills are the better team so i'm with him taking them and then finally dan the last game we're talking about this week is Steelers at texans and the game was six to thirty neither of us picked this so maybe it should have been two minute no offense but what's super exciting here is cj stroud is turning into something in front of our eyes 306 yards and two touchdowns in this one he got the game going between pierce and collins
1: my number one-ranked quarterback coming
0: out this season. Oh, Dan, yeah, there you go. So he wasn't big on Bryce Young, but he's he was big on C.J. Stroud, and maybe C.J. Stroud's doing quite well. Um, mm-hmm. The Steelers' rough game in this one. Pickett with an oh. interception gets knocked out in the third quarter. Didn't look good, honestly, at the time. They sang just a, a muscle strain, bone bruise, and maybe he doesn't miss any time even, but... Yeah, Bad. the bone is his skull, and the muscle is his brain. <laughs> <laughs> Bad game. Bad game for the Steelers. Bad loss. Big
1: one for the te- Texans, who, again, I was saying, I'm not picking them to win two in a row, but it may, I guess I should have. Texans have looked good, and you should have picked them because they were in their fucking all-red unis. Ah, the battle they red, fantastic. yeah. Dude, that's just a that's a really candy apple red, man. They looked great. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they looked fun in that
0: one. They played a good game. The Steelers... Um, were kind of the surprise letdown. Honestly, uh, I mean, sixteen and nothing Texans at the half. Even when Pickett went My down, pick. he grabbed at that knee. It didn't look good at the moment. And then I'm watching a lot of like offensive linemen just kind of walk to the sidelines. They didn't seem to be helping out their quarterback. Now at that point, he wasn't having a great game, so maybe that was the the thought, but. When a guy in his, you know, just second year in the league, you're kind of hoping that the team is behind your uh, young QB. And I I don't know if that was a full look at it. I, I have to, like, spend some more time researching. But you, you hope that they're behind Pickett. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think no one's behind Matt Canada's play calling. Like That's another thing, yeah. Steeler fans are certainly upset with him. Yeah, like, they, they don't seem like they have a plan ever going into any game. Um... Kenny Pickett's not a bad quarterback. C.J. Stroud is kind of explaining the difference between when we gave uh, Kenny Pickett a first-round grade but, like, barely, like a late first-round grade, versus C.J. Stroud getting, like, a top-ten grade. Um, He just looks like the better quarterback. He just absolutely does in every single facet of the game. And uh, Texans defense not looking terrible this year. Real surprise across the board.
0: Uh, So we have two more games then to pick for week five and we could wrap this up uh the afc north clash of the ravens going to pittsburgh uh that is kicking off uh this week at i believe noon Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. yes who do you like dan and ravens at steelers
1: i mean steelers look uh on the ropes, and the Ravens look fresh and healthy. I am going to take the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens
0: weren't fully healthy in that one; they were still missing a couple wide receivers. But yeah, they looked good enough, and the Steelers, yeah, certainly went down to 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 uh uh to earth in this one. So I like the Ravens as well in that one. And then finally, the last game to pick. I've kind of flipped back and forth in this one a couple times when picking them. Texans at Falcons
1: curious one interesting yeah interesting interesting I'm I'm going to take the Falcons to get it right um I think the Falcons are going to go three and two I think you, we've had a great set of games here from the Texans but I think the Falcons are going to be able to run this ball a little bit better than the uh the Steelers were able to do against them and I think it's going to wind up being a uh, a Falcons win
0: yeah man I mean I had the Falcons picked in this game and then I'm like thinking back I was like i I'm really under impressed with Ritter and CJ Stroud's looking very good. Quarterback seems super impressed are important. So I'm going Texans on the road to beat those Falcons in opposite in that one. Um, yeah, I have a picked, but I I, I did have Falcons pick, but I talked myself out of it here before this pick. All right. Those are all the picks. They're down. In the books, because we've got four teams on a bye week. That's two less games for next week, guys. So sorry. But, I mean, we're still getting the Thursday night clash of the bears at commanders who can ask oh for more we've got the london game everyone kick- everyone can ask for more <laughs> we got the london game kicking off sunday early and then going all day it looks like a little better balance of games here in the afternoon and then um yeah the cowboys and 49ers to wrap us up on sunday night jeez join me at night. packers at raiders on monday so yeah i'm excited about this week um last week the picks left us with me at 30, correct, Dan at 29. And then when we went into a week where we had seven different games, incorrect, or incorrect, different, differently picked. Uh, Dan picked a very good week, all but three games he got incorrect. So he did take over the lead from me. He is at 41 now, and I am at 39. Dan has a two-game lead over me. But, again, Feel we are good. seeing another week where – anything is up for grabs.
1: I just I really wanted that Bears win, man. That would have been a solid <laughs> solid cheer win for is. those Bears. Uh, I really was. But yeah, I mean, this is it it's early in the season. Yeah. It's early in the season, but uh it's better to be in the lead early in the season than uh you know, coming up from behind, but yeah, I mean, we're not being conservative about these picks. You know, we're just trying to read and assess what we're seeing out on the field, but uh real opportunity for one of us to pull out another big lead
0: yeah and i mean these last couple of weeks i was picking very different shows that uh anybody can win and that is why they play the games it's time for quiz hello <laughs> boom it's time to quiz the time to quiz dan here we go oh yes um due to the monday night thrashing of the seattle seahawks where they sacked uh, uh daniel jones what was it 11 times Lots. 11 times, I think it was. And Khalil Max six-sack game. We're going to talk about sack leaders. Dan, I'm going to go down the list here. I'm going to give you uh, each year the franchise team, and you're going to tell me who that uh, player was that led in sacks. Okay. All right. So uh, if I give you, you know, last year's 2022 sack leader came from San Francisco. That was? Nick Bosa. There you go. 2021's was Pittsburgh. Uh, T.J. Watt. And
1: 2020.
0: Was Pittsburgh. TGY. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. 2019, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh,
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who was that?
0: This is where it starts to get a little tricky.
1: Uh oh no, I it was uh Shaq Barrett.
0: Yeah, Shaq Barrett, nice yeah work, Shaq Barrett. Nice work. 2018, the LA Rams. Uh, that was Aaron Donald. That was Aaron Donald. Congrats. 2017. Arizona
1: Cardinals. Uh, that was, uh, oh, he's in the news. Mr. Jones. Oh, yeah, Chandler Jones. Very Chandler good. Jones.
0: Arrested this week. Or was it last Creek. week? Something that just recently. He's not you know, having a good month. Not good. That's got for the sure. Chandler Jones, but yeah, he, led in, he was the sack leader in 2017. Uh, I'm not going to go forever, but we'll see how far you go. Uh, 2016 Atlanta.
1: 2016 Atlanta. Ooh, you might have me here. This one's tough. Um I think
0: this was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh,
1: this was, uh, Vic Beasley.
0: There you go. Vic Beasley. Nice yeah. work. 2015, Houston Texans. Uh, Houston Texans, 2015. Uh, yep. Oh, d- uh, JJ Watt.
1: There you go. JJ Watt. Yeah, what am I thinking? Who got
0: to the Ring of Honor this week. Congrats, JJ Watt. There's another connection Deserved. this week. 2014, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh,
1: kc chiefs in 2014
0: we're getting nearly 10 years back now
1: that is a long time ago for kansas city it's gonna bother me
0: he he lasted there for a bit after 2014 so it should oh uh justin houston nice justin houston uh all right 2013 might trip you up indianapolis colts
1: Colts in twenty thirteen, that that couldn't still be Dwight Freeney. That's close though. Nope, it's not Dwight Freeney. Was it Mathis? Was it Robert Mathis? Robert Mathis. There you ah, go. I knew nice it. work. Fuck me. Um, we're right. gonna
0: we're gonna wrap it up here because we're getting close to a couple of our teams. So I'll wrap it up with those 2012's twelve's Houston.
1: Uh, that would be Mario Williams.
0: No, actually. Oh, okay. This is JJ Watt. Still JJ Watt. Yep. All right, twenty eleven Minnesota. My Minnesota Vikings jared allen there you go 2010 your dallas cowboys demarcus Ware. and uh, he was also in 28 20 yeah. DeMarcus and, Ware. hey
1: we had good pass rush there at the end of the aughts yeah so uh
0: sandwiched uh demarcus Ware's uh there who was the meet there in 2009 for the denver broncos we'll finish with that one denver broncos
1: 2009
0: Elvis Doomerville? Congrats, Dan. Yeah. Okay. You rocked that list. You you destroyed the that quiz Dan this week. Congrats. Um guys, that's our show. Thank you guys again so much for watching another episode. watching. listen to another episode of the Push Hop podcast. We are a Maybe podcast. you watched it. Maybe
1: you're just sitting at your screen watching the fucking <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, just the the
0: strip going by. But we are a podcast, so get out there and do whatever you need to do. Mettle the on, go for a run and listen to your friends talk about an excellent week of, of uh football with a uh, Big week coming up. Uh, we we're both on the winning uh, smiles here this week, so I hope you still enjoyed it. You sick, sick fanatics. Um, <laughs> let's do some. Yeah, let's do some crazy stats.
1: Yes, please.
0: Uh, Khalil Mack, as we talked about it, now he is only the second player in history to have two five or more sack games in his career. Do you know who the other guy was, Dan? as we keep quizzing you on sacks. I'm
1: going to say Derek Thomas. Yes, it was. Derek Thomas, the Kansas City Chiefs. Derek Thomas. The late
0: DT. And then my final crazy stat, the Texans have won now back-to-back games by at least 20 points. Wow. Uh, To put that in perspective, the last time the Vikings have won a game by 20 points was 2019
1: long time ago oh, it's been a lot of one score games since then buddy a lot, there's the wins
0: there's some wins True, in there yeah, they just haven't in there. been a lot of t- you know ex- you know ones where i can relax uh yeah, no blow that's it you guys that's the crazy stats those are all of the games that's all of the stuff we have for you except for dan
1: parting words of wisdom the first quarter of the season has concluded If you are on a losing team, you're probably having a bad time. Unless you're Daniel Jones, because you made $160 million to be this shitty. Fantastic work, Daniel. Way to be a millstone around the neck of the New York Giants for at least the next four years. Appreciate your efforts, buddy.
0: Well, on that note, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this one, and we will see you next week. I am Scott.
1: And this is Dan. Enjoy football.
0: Goodbye,